You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. tuning into the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we'll get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, have you heard of a nonprofit called Orchard Place? They provide mental health treatment and expertise to kids in Iowa. Today, meet Brandy Broadhead. She's the Director of Volunteers and Special Events with Orchard Place. Orchard Place is the oldest locally based charity in Des Moines. They have been around 130 years, providing both inpatient and outpatient services to kids as young as two years old. Their biggest fundraiser is an annual bicycle ride called the Moonlight Classic, which attracts upwards towards 700 riders for a one-day ride that is unique in that it's a nighttime ride. It takes riders through some of the cool attractions around Des Moines. You can register for this July 15th ride or volunteer by going to moonlightclassicdsm.com. And of course, find out more about Orchard Place at orchardplace.org. Now here's my interview with Brandy. All right, a warm welcome to Brandy Broadhead. Hey, Brandy. Hi there. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about an upcoming event that you are putting on um, called Moonlight Classic. So um, it's a bicycle event coming up, I believe it's July 15th, right? Correct. So anybody listening to this podcast before July 15th, 2023, you got to listen in and hear more about this event. Yes. Well, Before we get into that, do you want to, um, Brandy, share with us maybe like where you live, a little bit about you, um, and then we'll get into this actual event. Sure. So I live in Des Moines on the south side, and um, there are tons of bike routes all over the city. Mm -hmm. Um, I live near the Easter Lake um, Park, which has a connector into the city for bikes. Um, and so I have a Boston Terrier, and he loves to to ride in the back of my little cart, and we go out and we have some fun with cycling. Um, so I am at Orchard Place. I have been there nine years, mm. and um, I am in charge of all volunteers and special events. Um, my title is the Director of Volunteers and Special Events there, and so this will be my eighth year running the Moonlight Classic. Um, so the Moonlight Classic, actually, this is its 12th year, oh, wow. um, so I've been a part of nine of those 12 years of, of the Moonlight Classic. So it has evolved and changed over the years and um, changed for the better, and as the city has evolved, um, we've made changes to the routes, and just it's gotten even better and better each year. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about it, and I want to touch base on you know the fact that you're in Des Moines, which is the capital of our state of Iowa, and yes. I was just part of the Ragbri inspection ride and we were lucky enough to be able to ride through Des Moines and um, the inspection ride is different from real Ragbri because we don't have the luxury of 
um, you know, low traffic and, you know, there's only 40 of us instead of 20,000. So instead of us taking the regular route into town, we got to take some of the bike trails. So I can um, completely agree with you on the trail system in Des Moines is amazing. Yes, they've done a lot to make it better and added a lot of bike lanes um, all over the city, which is great. Yes. So, of course, you can um, get to pretty much anywhere when you're in Des Moines. Um, But let's get into Moonlight Classic Bike Event. So I already spilled the beans and said it's coming up July 15th. But what else can you tell us about this event? So it is one of our, it is Orchard Place's largest fundraiser of the year, and it starts and stops at the the Iowa Tap Room. Oh, yes. And the ride is different than most because a lot of rides happen in the morning, but we are a nighttime bike ride. So our events, registration opens at 7.30 if you're going to walk on that night. 8.30 is program and 9.30, everybody's on their bikes ready to roll. So it Um, is dark out. So this is a completely different bike ride um, than people are used to. Yes. So we ask people to light up their bikes, light up their helmets, make sure that um, they recognize that their peripherals are going to be a little bit different with it being dark um, and with it being streetlights or um, in certain parts of the ride, there isn't much light. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's super important that they are confident um, in riding um, in the darker conditions. Mm -hmm. And for those who have not been to Iowa Tap Room, amazing space. I mean, if you like craft beers, especially Iowa produced craft beers, that's your place to go. Yes. And they are so um, amazing to to host us. Um, We provide all of our registers riders with a a free drink Mm. um, that they provide for um, our riders and um, their staff is super excited and always wearing our shirts and ready to serve that night. Um, We are out in the streets. Um, we have a, a stage set up with a large um, LED screen that has all of our sponsor information on it, more information about Orchard Place. And um, we do all of our event information from that stage. Um, and so plenty of space for riders to line up along the streets as we prepare. Um, usually we have anywhere from 500 to 700 riders oh, present, wow. depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is just electrifying. Um, super excited when, when everybody pulls in and um, the bike or street collective allows us to have to use their bike racks. So we have plenty of spots for people to park their bikes, go in, get a drink, um, cool off in the air condition for a moment. And then the nice thing about 930 at night in July is that generally it cools off. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that sun beating on your back as you're riding. Um, you have the cool breeze of the night air and it is super, um, we've been pretty fortunate. There's only been a couple years where, where the weather hasn't cooperated with us. Mm-hmm. So we, we count on whether the mother nature to be to be pleasant and everybody to come out and have a good time. Perfect. And I noticed on your website, which we will um, tell everybody the website and how to get registered, there are some really good photographs. And there's one, yes. I'm assuming maybe it's taken by a drone of like one street with all the bikers and they're all lit up. It looks like yes. a really, really fun ride. And I guess I should ask you, is it a ride or a race? Like are people you know, is it, which one is it? It's a leisurely stroll. Oh, excellent. <laughs> My kind of ride. We, 
<laughs> yeah, so we want people to be safe out there with it being dark. Um, and the ride is just about 13 miles. Um, you leave from the Iowa Tap Room and head up Walnut to the Capitol. That's your only really little bit of an incline there as you climb to the Capitol. You go across Finkbine right in front of the Capitol, and we do have people, we do ask everybody to stop there. Um, so that police officers can get where they need to get for the ride mm -hmm. because you're going to head down Grand Avenue all the way from the Capitol to Fleur Drive. So you are taking Grand Avenue through all of downtown on a Saturday night at 930 at night. Um, and so there are police officers at every single intersection, blocking traffic, switching lights, um, letting you go through red lights so that our group can get through you're going to go onto the Fleur Drive Bridge, um, and instead of merging onto Fleur Drive, you go straight into Waterworks Park oh, and their wow. service entrance. Yeah. Go into the back of Waterworks Park and do that first back loop, and then you're going to come right back up and go through the tunnel connecting to Gray's Lake, um, and then around Gray's Lake over the bridge, and then back out onto onto that trail there along Fleur, and then it's going to kick you out um, on Locust Bridge, um, and you'll you'll move right onto that Fleur-Locust interchange. That bridge is closed for the night for our ride, okay. and then you're going to take Locust all the way back up um, until 5th Street, which is right before Court Avenue, um, right at Capitol Square there. And you're actually going to detour just a little bit to get back on Walnut and take Walnut all the way back up to 3rd, um, to East 3rd, to the Iowa Tap Room. So you've got a beautiful view of the Capitol coming up Locust. You've got all of downtown as you're headed downtown on Grand. Um, you've got the Capitol there. We do have one other stop in the back of Waterworks Park that is a water station um, that will be stopping everyone again just to take a break for a moment to get some water and um, to give the officers some more time to switch from Grand to, to Locust for all of their locations. Um, and so it is a, it is, there's about 28 officers that come out that night to help. Mm. Um, it is super supported because we know that there's no way a regular bike rider could go through downtown on a Saturday, Saturday night, night at that time <laughs> right. between 10 and 11 basically um, and ride downtown safely without all those police support so they are amazing um, the city is great to work with and we just want everybody to have a good time to light up their bikes and shine a light for on children's mental health and I absolutely love the route you described because especially, well, I guess even if you are a Des Moines resident, but if you're not, you get to see the Capitol, you get to see Gray's Lake, you get to see Waterworks Park. I mean, those are like iconic places within the city um, to right. be, you know, on foot, but to be on a bicycle is even more exciting. And the sculpture park is along the way as yeah. well at Gateway at the Gateway area. So you get to see all of that lit up. Um, which is beautiful during the day and even even better at night. Um, and people that don't want to ride, um, we it takes over 100 volunteers to make the event happen. Um, and so volunteers talk about how amazing it is to be along the route directing riders and seeing that many bikes coming through all lit up. Sure. Um, and how cool that looks and just how exciting it is um, for families to be on a corner in a park directing traffic and you know, the kids here see and hear all of the bikers going through with their music on or whatever. 
um, you know, whatever decorations they have on the, the bikes and just makes it a super fun, fun and exciting night. And a great idea if, you know, maybe you're a biker and your spouse or significant other is not a biker, they can still come cheer you on and, you know, maybe enjoy a volunteer opportunity. Absolutely. And we do give away prizes for the best decorated bikes, the best lit up helmets, and the best costume. So, um, and biggest team. If we, um, we've... We've only got a couple big companies out there that are, are really competing against that, but we'd love to have, we'd love to have some other teams jump in there and and get involved and try to try to win the Moonlight Cup, which is a, a nice solid trophy and it gives you a wonderful um, gift card to go into the Iowa Tap Room and have all of your team enjoy. Nice and plenty of time to get your costume set up or to light up your bike. Or to talk to some of your coworkers and say, hey, let's make a team. Yes, absolutely. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. So you mentioned that, um, well, this ride is actually a fundraiser and benefits Orchard Place that you said that you are part of, you know, a staff member. Can you tell us a little bit about what Orchard Place is? Yes. So it is, um, we are children's mental health experts. We've been around for over 136 years. Wow. And we are um, located in Des Moines. We serve um, all of Iowa. Um, there's only like two counties in the entire state that we have not um, served a child out of through our inpatient facility. So we offer inpatient and outpatient treatment for kids as young as two years old all the way to 21 if they need it mm. that struggle with mental health and behavior health disorders. So our um, our outpatient is where that younger age starts um, and provides center-based therapy. We're in over 50 schools across the metro offering school-based therapy. We have programs out of our PACE location downtown that um, are community-based, so juvenile court liaisons, um, success workers, substance use, uh, behavior interventionist, and the integrated health program wrapping care around kids. And then we have our inpatient facility on the south side of Des Moines. That location has 88 beds Mm. that serve kids that are 10 to 18 years old. And they really are the ones that come from all over the state of Iowa and outside of that need that intense treatment Mm -hmm. program. And every child receives an individualized treatment plan. They stay with us on average of five to six months while they receive treatment. And we do our best to make sure that we get them back to their homes and back feeling um, hopeful again mm-hmm. and ready to um, build a strong future. So our our motto is developing strong futures. And so that is our goal out of all of our programs is that we can help kids that are struggling with whatever's happened in their life or happened to them or happened around them Mm -hmm. that is affecting their mental health um, to process that and to get the help they need so that they can go on and continue to be successful. And what's the website for Orchard Place in case, you know, somebody wants to learn a little bit more about this nonprofit? 
It is orchardplace.org. Oh, easy enough. Good. Yes. And obviously, you know, um, talking about kids, you know, there's a lot of privacy that goes along with that. But do you happen to have any, like maybe a success story or two um, about a child who has, you know, successfully, I don't know if graduated is the right word, but successfully went back home? Yeah, so we are very blessed to be able to receive correspondence from parents and kids alike that have gone through our programs, whether it be a a parent of a child that has been struggling with going to school or um, with anxiety, not wanting to attend class and being able to get that school-based therapy that they needed to overcome that anxiety and learn coping skills so that they can successfully, you know, get on the bus to go to school Mm -hmm. and attend class and not cry or kick and scream on the way to school. Um, You know, those are some super exciting things for parents that struggle on a daily with a child that that really doesn't know how to vocalize um, what their emotions are telling them or what they're feeling. Um, But with the help of Orchard Place therapists have been able to work through those and and not had to face that every day. Um, We also have lots of stories of kids that um, parents will say that they they were beyond hope. Um, They didn't know, you know, what was going to happen with their child, um, if they, you know, were going to finish school or if they were going to end up, um, you know, and going on the wrong path or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that stays at Orchard Place gave them hope again and helped them to um, just know that the immediate circumstances is temporary and that. Um, you know, you don't have to stay in that situation or in those circumstances that you can grow and heal and move through them. Um, I know that for me, I get to work with the kids with volunteer groups that come out to Orchard Place. Mm -hmm. And I love it when, um, you know, it's always hard when a new child comes in because the program is voluntary. Um, It isn't, they're not locked in, um, not like a a hospital where they might've had a stay where they're Um, you know, locked in, they have to agree to be there and they have to agree to know that they they need that help. Only 10% of our kids are court ordered to our facility. And so a lot of times though, when a child comes, they're mad, they're angry. How Mm -hmm. could their parents leave them here? They know they need to be here, but they don't want to be there. And so they might come to one of my activities and they're um, you know, they're silent. They don't want to interact. Um, you can just tell that they're, you know, not in the best place and give them a few months. And all of a sudden that same kid that wouldn't even talk to you, you know, when they first came is all of a sudden like talking about their future mm-hmm. and excited for discharge parties and, you know, ready to go back. And, you know, I always just ask them, are you like, I, I congratulate them for all the hard work that mm-hmm. they've, they've done and put in to be ready to go back home. Um, But I always ask them, are you excited? Or how are you feeling about that? And, you know, so many times they're just like, I have hope, like, I'm hopeful, like, my hope has been restored that, you know, I can go off and do what I had thought I wanted to do. Like, one little girl, she, she was there for 
I would say at least seven months or so. And when she came, she was exactly that way. And at the end of it all, she was excited to go off to, to vet school. She was going to finish high school and go off to be a veterinarian. And, and before, you know, she was like, I never thought I could believe in myself. Oh, wow. And now I've, I've got that. Like, I believe in myself. I can do this type of a thing that hadn't been there before. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, depression and anxiety, they are rampant within our society. And so many people live with those struggles every day and don't know how to get the help that they, they need or um, just think it's part of life. But there is help out there. And if we can help kids um, early on to learn that and to know that there's help, um, then they can be that much more successful as adults. And is uh, your organization one that, you know, like a school counselor has to suggest a child maybe come see you or can parents actually just reach out and say, I'm struggling, can you help? It's all of it. So we get we get school referrals, we get um, parent referrals, we get hospital referrals or doctor referrals. Um, and usually, I mean, our goal is to make sure that every single community-based program has been attempted and tried before inpatient. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's hard in smaller towns that those extra services aren't there. Um, and so just making sure that, um, you know, kids are getting the services that they need and the treatment that they need. And then when there isn't any other options for them there, then inpatient is where they need to be and helping them um, work through everything and then be successful with the discharge plan. Yeah. So we're not just keeping them for a few months and then sending them back out to nothing, but putting those supports into place, whether that's through telehealth or through other means um, to make sure that they are supported throughout the rest of their, um, throughout the rest of their journey. And you said you, that you've been employed with Orchard Place for quite a few years. Yeah, nine years. Nine years. Oh, my gosh. So have you either uh, communicated with or ran into any of the kids that were once your patients that are now successful in life? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> I I try to, um, you know, because there is, you know, there are HIPAA laws. And so um, I'm very mindful if I run into someone at a grocery store or whatnot, that they need to say hello to me. Um, but there is one, um, there was one little girl that um, happened to go to the same school as my son. And I didn't know that. Um, and I worked with her. We do an OP's Got Talent show um, every summer. And I had worked with her in that talent show. And that fall, um, I saw her at a football game, at mm -hmm. one of my son's football games at this high school. And I hadn't realized that she even went to the same school as my son. Um, later, my son asked me if I knew her. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't say. And he's like, well, she said she worked with you at Orchard Place. And I was like, well, if she told you that, then that's on her. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to deny or confirm, but, um, and so over the years, um, she friend requested me on Facebook and because of her and my son developing a friendship, I allowed that to happen. And I love it because I ran into her lots of times and she recently got married and has a baby and is just like, you know what? My time at Orchard Place was so helpful and so, um, powerful and impactful to me that she's like, I don't think I'd be where I am now 
and you know she's 23 wow. <laughs> um you know life is has changed over the years for her and she was this once really quiet shy girl that hardly spoke when she was you know working with me for the talent show and now she is this blossomed into this beautiful woman so super proud of her and other girls and and boys like her that have have really um, overcome a lot and come through and are doing what they want to do. Yeah, that's a great success story. Yes. Cool. So the Moonlight Classic bike event is specifically a fundraiser for Orchard Place. And how are people actually fundraising? Is it through registration or is there opportunity to donate? So um, there is registration. So... um, you can go to our website, which is, you can either find it through orchardplace.org or Moonlight Classic DSM. Tickets to register are $50 a person. Um, and that $50 goes um, to raise money for the events. Mm-hmm. We also have family packs. So a family of um, six, so two adults and four children under the age of 16 um, can sign up for $150. Mm. Um, we have an option to donate a registration, which is $45, or you can ride virtually for $45. Um, and then there is a spot on there if you just like to make a donation directly to Orchard Place on the Moonlight Classic page. Um, but it's kind of fun to be able to donate a registration, or you can virtually um, participate. And virtually, you just ride um, you ride in your neighborhood or in your area, um, and we'll send you a shirt. <laughs> and you can totally represent Orchard Place and ride at your leisure and support um, shining a light on children's mental health. Excellent. So obviously, if uh, listeners out there can't make it to Des Moines on July 15th, there's still opportunities to donate. And I love the idea of the virtual option and that you can still, you know, get a T-shirt and be able to promote Orchard Place in the future. Yes, absolutely. And we are... um, yeah, we're excited to to be back at it um, after COVID. Our goal is to raise one hundred and fifty thousand mm. dollars. So, um, and last year I think we were at one thirty five. So we are we're moving right along. Um, I know that with sponsors we're a little bit over a hundred thousand um, for our sponsorship levels, but always looking for more companies out there that want to sponsor. Um, are, you know, if there's companies out there that want to put something in a swag bag as a gift um, for the writers and advertise their product, we're open to that. Yeah, just open to however people want to partner with us. Excellent. Will you share the, the two websites, the two places that you can go to find out more information? Yep, it is moonlightclassicdsm.com or orchardplace.org under events. Good. And I think you mentioned it, but there are plenty of volunteer opportunities as well. Correct. So we need over 100 volunteers. Um, There are spots from helping with setup to helping with teardown, putting signs along the routes um, because, you know, our riders need those signs out there to know which Mm -hmm. directions to go, as well as our course marshals that are stationed along the ride um, to direct riders and cheer them on as they go through Um, Families with children can volunteer. We'll put you in a a spot in one of the parks so there isn't traffic for you to have to worry about. Um, And we have have quite a few families that come down and 
participate and help hand out bananas and granola bars and <laughs> um, just be a part of the festivities. iHeartRadio is one of our sponsors as well as Salmon's Financial Group. Um, and so we have iHeart Music playing and the bus. Um, Heather Burnside is our, our host for the night. Um, and so music is loud and playing and it's just a celebration um, for raising money and raising awareness for mental health, but f- especially for children's mental health. Mm-hmm. And just a fun opportunity to, I'm going to say bike safely because you're surrounded by other cyclists and police escorts and you've got the course marshals, yes. you've got riding marshals that are also riding that volunteer um, so that if you do get a flat tire, then they're there to assist um, bike world is at the event before and at, before the event. So mm-hmm. if you have, um, if you need a bike safety check before you start the ride, they are there to do that and make sure that you're equipped to go out. Um, and yeah, light up your bikes and light up those helmets and come on out and have a great time. Wow. It sounds like a really fun opportunity, Brandy. I appreciate you coming on the podcast to tell us about it. Thank you so much for allowing me to. I'm excited and I hope to see a a lot of your listeners out joining us this year. All right. So that's Moonlight Classic Bike Event, July 15th. And for sure, we'll have um, in the show notes the different places you can go to find out more information. If you want to register, if you want to volunteer, or for sure, if you just want to donate. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brandy. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology and visit both my Facebook and Instagram pages for daily entertainment. I have more great episodes in the pipeline, so I hope you continue to be a Morphology Podcast listener. Listener.